Hi guys, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. It's another solo episode today and it is on a topic that I'm very well versed on. We are talking all about dating red flags. I have 20 for you guys, so we're going to get really nice and in-depth into the whole thing. And trust me, the fact that I could come up with 20 dating red flags, can you guys imagine how many red flags I must have gone through to weed out only just like the 20 most obvious signs? Your girl has been through a lot. (laughs) Before we get into that, I just want to share with you guys my weekly weakness, something that I am obsessed with this week. Okay, so... I recently discovered, and I feel like this documentary has been out for a long time, The Family on Netflix, and it is this documentary series, it's like in four parts, I think, and it's about this Christian group that has like a super, super strong political hold on the entire world, and like not just America, but like the entire world, and it was just so fascinating. Especially if you love conspiracy theories, that's, you know, this is like a really a must-see. It's really on the theme of everything that we're going through as well, where I feel like everybody is um, starting to really re-examine their relationship with, you know, the government and the economy and money and capitalism and um, their relationship with the environment. It's just like, it's a collective time for everybody in the world to really re-examine what what they're doing and like what life really means and you know if you can really trust the people that are supposed to be there for you to handle and take the lead when it becomes you know a global crisis such as this so people in positions of power in your respective countries it's like a collective time of really kind of looking and re-examining whether or not the old system still works for us you know Before we get into the 20 dating red flags that I have for you, I just want to remind you that you guys can purchase my eight-week workout program, Vibing Strong. You guys can book a one-hour session with me to talk about anything fitness and nutrition related, and you guys can just drop a line and say hi in my contact box. You can do all that on my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Okay, let's get right into our episode this week. Okay guys, first of all, I am recording this from my bed, so if you guys hear like crinkling and wrinkling and all that good stuff, it's just my sheets, okay? (laughs) Don't judge me. This is working from home at its peak. This is like prime working from home situation right here. Okay, anyway, I have 20 dating red flags for you guys, and they're kind of, I made a list of them. When I was on FaceTime with my girl, Teresa, she helped me like come up with quite a few of them. So shout out to you, Teresa. And they're kind of in just whatever order. And I'm reading through this list now and I've accumulated these red flags from my personal life in my real dating life in, you know, my 20 something years on this planet. And I really realized how much I've been through you know, really, really living my 20s out to its maximum potential here, you guys, okay? I don't know, maybe my wild days are over. I'm feeling very easily exhausted lately, so we'll just see. But these are these are some good ones. I just want you guys to know they're in whatever order. There's no particular order to them. 
and I think they apply most to the beginning stages of dating. So like the talking, like early situationship, progressing situationship phase. It is definitely not for you. You don't need to be listening to this situation if um, you're like engaged or married to the guy. You passed all this, all these things right here. So, but I mean, if you are married to the guy and then, you know, these apply to you, then girl, I don't know. Anyway, just letting you guys know what kind of uh, relationship timeline phase this applies to. All right, let's get into it. Number one, a criminal record. Okay. A criminal record or like very bad press. So I have dated men who have, who both have like, one has like bad press, like literally like you Google images with like him and like another man. <laughs> Turns out all the rumors were true. We went on like two dates in a span. I'm telling you guys in a span of like three years, we went on one date. We got along fine. Like it was whatever. Um, but we like never, like we just never met up again after that. I think I didn't, I wasn't feeling it and he wasn't feeling it. We didn't meet, we didn't go on another day, but we were like texting for like maybe a month after that. Um, I like kind of kept him in like a texting rotation, but I'm sure he had all types of people in his texting rotation. And then we went out on another day because I was, I, I was kind of like, oh, like, why not? So like we, you know, he like took me out for like another round of drinks or whatever. And um, still, still no spark, nothing, nothing. And then I actually ran into him at the same lounge. Um, and I was on another date with another guy and he was with his own guy. <laughs> Google the guy, okay? Because if he has bad press or he's he's got a record, then, you know, and I'm not talking about, like, possession of, like, marijuana. Like, not, not like, the toddler stuff. I'm talking about if he was, like, an assault, especially if it's an assault of, like, another woman or murder or, or you know, some crazy hardcore shit because the mindset of people having gone through things like that and done things like that is so complex and complicated and as somebody that's like in a romantic relationship with them you're gonna have to bear the brunt of what those complications turn into you know what I mean so it's like I would rather you guys not put yourself in that position to deal with those things and try to like fix somebody or save somebody Um, even though it might be like an appealing situation like trust me like I was always the girl who like loved to like save a guy and like fix a guy like oh like you're sad like oh my god here like I can just talk to you all night until like you feel better like no don't do that don't be anybody's therapist unless you're charging them a hundred dollars an hour okay I've learned this so many times with so many guys because I just feel like people love to talk to me about their problems I went on one date with this guy he you guys have heard this story before because I've talked about this before um, I think it was a Valentine's episode where, like, he was, like, talking to me about, like, his dead relatives, literally. And I was like, what? It was like, we just met, like, last night at the club. And now we're on our first date. And how did I know your family tree? So back to, like, the bad press thing. I also dated this guy who was, like, a known woman beater. His ex was also named Nicole. And he did, like, cra- like wild shit to her. And it was all up in the news and he was like having problems at work because of it and 
you know, I was like, oh, well, (laughs) spicy. (laughs) And it didn't last long. It was a wild ride. Like, he was very unstable mentally and emotionally. So it was, like, crazy. So, yeah, don't date anybody with, like, a... Like, Google the guy and nobody with crazy criminal records and nobody with, like, really bad press that's telling, like, why would you put yourself through that? Is there so much evidence on it? It's right. Two, he doesn't pay. And I'm not talking about, like, he doesn't have to sponsor your entire life, but especially in the beginning where you're supposed to bring your A-game and you're supposed to want to impress the person... Why would he not pay for you? If you reach for your wallet, like, that's fine. Like, if you insist on paying. But, girl, why would you insist on paying every time? And, honestly, I think if he was a real guy, he would be, like, put that wallet back in your bag. Like, he would never let that happen. So, if he doesn't pay for you, it just means he just doesn't think you're, like, worth the time. Seriously. Like, a guy is supposed to go in with a chasing mindset. A guy who is masculine, like a real, like a like a gentleman, would go in with a mindset where they're hunting you. Like they they have to be the one to initiate. They have to be the one to go above and beyond, not you. And if he doesn't pay, he doesn't think like that. You don't want a guy that does not think like that. Okay, number three. He never comes to your place. So if he always makes you go to his place, he doesn't really respect you. And he doesn't really respect your time, the time that you have to commute there. Or if you have to wake up an hour earlier in the morning so you can make it to work on time. Like, he doesn't respect any of that. So it doesn't mean, like, you can't go over there ever and sleep over there ever. But saying like if he he never wants to come to yours and always makes you go to his place and even after you're like why don't you just come to mine and he still says no time to go 100% time to go it's like not even worth it he doesn't even respect your time like why why should you do that and more like I hope he's giving you five times the gas money in that case okay number four if he lies about little things like I understand the little white lies type of concept where you like just don't want the other person to worry or whatever. It was like me when I would get into like little car accidents and I would never tell my family and I would just go off and handle it on my own. Like the insurance, pay out of pocket to fix my car, shit like that because I genuinely did not want them to worry. There was nothing self-serving about that. Like I genuinely, the entire reason why I did not say anything was I didn't want other people to worry. But it's no longer a little white lie if you, it's even in the least bit self-serving. If your man told a little white lie and was like, like let's say he went out and he said nothing happened, but really he took down some girl's number, something like that, and he said nothing happened, he'll probably try to like come up with some lame excuse like, oh, it's like a little white lie. It's, it's nothing. I just didn't want you to worry. That's no longer a little white lie because he probably didn't want to tell you because he didn't want you to yell at him type of situation because if it was me i'd be like why the fuck did you take down her number idiot but that's self-serving because he just didn't want to hear your mouth he didn't want to get in trouble do you know what i mean like that's no longer a little white lie so if he lies about little shit like that or if he lies about like oh it's like boys night Or like, oh, it's just the boys are over here, we're playing video games. But his boys are there and they're playing video games 
but there's like bitches twerking in the back that's also no longer a little white lie like it's definitely a little lie but it's just like you're omitting some shit and you you omitted it because you didn't want to get in trouble that's not like a genuine i don't want you to be worried type of situation yeah so if he lies about little things he could easily lie about big things because the principle is just the same regardless of how little or big the lie is you know what i mean the principle is like you didn't tell me the truth so unacceptable okay number five if he's secretive about his past or his past relationships so like if he like refuses to talk about his childhood or talk about like how he grew up or he refuses to like even like talk about his past relationships and obviously this is like something that would pertain to maybe like a month or two into really talking and dating this is not like a first or second date type of red flag if you're like a few months in and he's like still being really secretive and weird about his past and his past relationships like before you then it's not a good sign because it feels like he's he genuinely maybe like doesn't trust you or he just has problems with opening up which will translate later on into problems with communication and you do not want that like the deeper you get into it the more severe the communication problems will be so if he's really closed off to you how much can you really get to know a person you know so do you really want to go deeper with somebody that you feel like you can't really get to know six if his ex comes up a lot and this can come in like a lot of forms so if he talks shit about his ex that's not a good sign because that just means like he's gonna talk shit about you next just somebody who's like so spiteful and you don't want somebody like that or if he like mentions her a lot just in passing then that's a cause for concern too because you're like why the fuck is her name always coming out your mouth like she must be on your mind if her name always comes out your mouth so why am i not on your mind something is wrong there something doesn't add up either way if his ex's name comes up a lot whether it's like positive or negative or neutral that's a fucking red flag it's just obviously i feel like in both cases it just seems like he's not like over her so don't deal with that that's gonna be a waste of your time okay number seven if he's easily triggered or angered okay so oh my god this one short-lived man in my life has four of these red flags and i really ignored it ignoring red flags is a different episode for a different day but anyway okay number seven he's easily angered and triggered so the same guy that got bad press the one that wasn't gay i remember this so clearly he was so easily angered and triggered and i like stormed away one time from like the bar because he was like yelling at his boy for something really really minor for like deciding on where we can go next after this bar instead of it being like my guy you know he had made the decision and that did not sit well with the guy that was with me like he like went off he was like oh like yeah it was like wild so i was like okay this is like embarrassing so i walked away walked out of the bar i was drunk too so i don't know i wasn't even in la i wasn't even in my city i walked out of the bar i think just to get fresh air but he came storming after me and was like 
never walk away from me like some crazy shit in the middle of the street and he's like a known person so these college kids came walking up because it was like a saturday night so everybody was out anyway he came walking up and they were like oh my god you're so-and-so like can we take a picture with you and he like gave them the most death stare look i had ever seen i was like oh my god i was like please do that i was just like no like just go i'm like shaking my head at them because i just saw him go off on his friend you boys don't want none of that smoke okay (laughs) none of it i didn't even want any of that smoke (laughs) and then he like he lifted me he lifted me off the ground like threw me over his shoulder and walked me back in the bar well didn't walk me he carried me back in the bar and set me down wild times so yeah when a guy is easily angered and triggered it usually doesn't last long because passion and you know emotion is great but when it's like so drastic and extreme and i'm not gonna sit here and diagnose him with like a fucking disorder um i don't know what it is but it's it seems like it could be something it probably is it likely is but that's like signs of them not knowing how to control their emotions and so much of human behavior and consequences and like really terrible things have come out of extreme reaction to something and so like bitches on snapped you know what i mean and i just like i feel like that's just such a tumultuous and volatile relationship to go through and trust me like the two weeks will feel like years it just feels like you're you're like experiencing so many like ranges of emotion maybe like all in one day it's just like and then you're constantly worried with somebody who's so easily angered and triggered that any little thing you do is going to set them off and then you're going to like get carried back into a bar (laughs) like (laughs) you know it's just sometimes it's like it might be fun or entertaining for a little while or like you know like a little toxicity is always a little fun and i know like maybe some of you won't agree but it would just be like way too much with somebody like that because it's not a long-term thing you can't live like that long so you can't live on edge long term eight if he doesn't get along with your friends or family or i'm gonna add this in if you are scared to introduce him to your friends and family so you know if they don't get along with your friends and family that's not a good sign because you know what are you going to do in the long term like they're going to have to be around each other if they can't stand each other that's going to make life really really hard and you're going to end up probably resenting your family and friends or resenting your man and either way that's just not a good situation to be in if you are scared to introduce him to your friends and family and the people closest to you, you know something is wrong there. You know that either it's not going to last or you know that they're not going to like him for whatever reason, but that's something that you would have to like really kind of try to pinpoint and go further into because you're supposed to be excited to integrate your man into your life in order to take the next steps forward you know, and if you're scared to do that or if you feel uncomfortable doing that, you already know there's like something not quite right about the situation. So listen to your instincts. Okay, number nine, if it's too much too soon. So again, the guy with the bad press with the anger issues. No, too much too soon. Like literally, 
introducing me as like his wife like as mrs his last name on like the third date was like quite a lot we met out the first night the second night we went on a date after the after the date on the second night i was only in town for maybe like four or five days and i was staying with one of my best friends in the world and (laughs) and uh he was like um after this dinner i'm going to take you back to your girl so you can get all your stuff get your dog and you're just gonna stay with me for the rest of the time and when your girl gets out of class back then we were still in like grad school he was like whenever your girl like wants to see you i'll drop you off or she can just come over and chill because i have everything in my house like all the liquor all the food anything whatever you guys want and so i was like okay cute like let's do it (laughs) silly me (laughs) because no nicole second date is the perfect time to move all your shit in there even just for like two three nights okay not a good thing to do but it was too much too soon it was also kind of like an extension of his very like volatile emotions and it was just a lot and it's also a sign of love bombing in people who are narcissists like that's how they manipulate you is they shower you with love and then they take it away and then it leaves you really like fucked up and like wondering if you did something wrong or all that so it's just signs of manipulation as if they're too much too soon okay number 10 if he is unreachable at certain times of the day or on certain days okay so um i know like some of you guys probably talk to people who like they'll have like maybe an hour or two of just not having their phones on them at all but they are completely like gone not even a text not a peep not a peep not like an instagram dm or a reaction hard eyes to you know your instagram story then it's really like it's really kind of fishy everybody has their phone in their hand at least one time in the day at the very least to turn their morning alarm off or set their alarm before they go to sleep nobody unless they forgot their phone at home which is also if that excuse comes up a lot and by a lot i mean like more than one time it really is is weird that's shady as fuck but no if you're unreachable then that's that's not right he probably has honestly and i'm just gonna say this to you because it's like obvious he probably has like a a wife or a live-in girlfriend or something like that and if he's always blocking and unblocking you like that's really shady too 11 if they are unreliable so again this is probably maybe like another situation where it's like got to be like a month or two into the talking phase but the example i always go for is if i got a flat tire on the highway and i called them I'm just stuck out here. Would they come? Would they show up for me if it was an emergency like that and I just needed somebody? Or would you not even call them because you're like, oh, he probably won't pick up. Oh, he probably won't come. Oh, he'll probably come up with an excuse why he can't come. Like, if maybe a month or two in and this guy is still not somebody of regular talking and like regularly seeing each other, if you're still uncomfortable or if you still don't trust him to show up for you in an emergency, then 
he's probably not the one that's enough time for somebody to prove to somebody else they're there for them you know and if you're not there then i don't think that's a good match number 12 tries to isolate you so if the guy is always making you feel bad for hanging out with the girls or like going to see your family or you know just it seems like or if your man just tries to isolate you from like the people you're close to and control the time you can spend with them cut you off from people in your support system it's like he's trying to make you weaker and more reliant and dependent on him and you don't want somebody who thinks like that or would manipulate you into a situation like that 13 kind of along the same theme as um, the previous one but it's paranoia and not trusting you so behavior like looking through your phone or like grilling you and asking you like a million and one questions of like where are you who are you with what are you doing like what time are you going to be back and it's like not in the way where they're genuinely curious but it's in a way where it's like i'm clocking you and i just want to know what you're doing at all times who are you with all this stuff and you've not given them a reason to do that then it just seems like they're very insecure and that's going to be a problem that will manifest itself in bigger ways uh, as the relationship progresses so i'd be aware of somebody who asks too many questions and there are questions where it's like somebody interrogating me because sometimes questions are good and they're like the gateway into like a deeper more connected conversation but questions like who are you with like that just gets a little crazy and i hate having people come at me all aggressive like where are you at i'd be looking like shit why (laughs) why what's up (laughs) what's going on babe (laughs) okay number 14 if they're unwilling to give you the title if they're unwilling to give you the title maybe they already gave somebody else the title you might want to dig a little deeper on instagram that's what i found out happened to me actually but i think we've all heard the story right Oh, maybe not. Maybe I didn't talk about it on here. I talked about it on um, Sydney Mailer and Nikki Howard's podcast. Sorry, mom. If you like, I have an episode on there. I talk all about that situation. If you guys want to know all the tea on that one, because I spilled all the tea, go check out my episode with them. Okay. Anyway, off track. Number fifteen: lack of social media. Okay, lack of social media really helps a guy cheat and not get caught helps a guy have multiple girlfriends and not get caught and i know this from personal experience you know in a multitude of ways actually it's it's me it's been it's been like a guy doing that bullshit to me it's been you know my family members you know doing that shit i come from a family of just the best bachelors and bachelorettes is what i'm gonna say (laughs) in our genes i don't know what to say but a lack of social media they usually lack it for good reason and that's to save their ass it's impossible like if you don't have social media you are pretty much disconnected 
like 60% and that's modest. I would say like maybe 75 to 80%. You're disconnected to like 60 to 80% of the entire world. Everything is done on social media. On Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Are you telling me he has none of that? Like there's no way. Especially if he's young and like he's in his teens, 20s, 30s. I would say it's weird to not have social media even in your early 40s. And the fact that they don't, it's really weird. Look into it. Don't trust anybody with no social media. Not, like, none. It's, it's not, that's impossible to me. 16. If they're rude to waiters, waitresses, the valet, the concierge, anybody. If they're rude to anybody serving them, such a big red flag, you guys. <laughs> you know, don't be with somebody who's disrespectful to everybody but you but just doesn't reflect on you very well as somebody who is his significant other but also somebody who thinks so little of other people usually just thinks of themselves as superior to everybody and once the little shine fades from your relationship he's going to see you the same way and the disrespect and the rudeness is going to start coming out 17 if he disrespects your time or keeps you waiting or doesn't mind if you waste your time so okay let's say this different from like unreliable because this is somebody who's like if they say they're going to call you at nine and they don't call you till 11 that's just somebody that takes you for granted like that's disrespectful of your time like what if you were waiting you know by the phone even if it's for five minutes you're waiting on his call and you had to like you know, push back your shower by, like, five minutes or whatever. Like, that's still a waste of five minutes. Like, do you know what you could do in five minutes? You could have maybe burned off 100 calories. You know what I mean? So it's, like, for him to, like, feel like, oh, like, it's fine, she'll wait is a sign of him taking you for granted. So not a good sign if somebody keeps you waiting, repeatedly keeps you waiting. Of course, there's going to be, like, you know, emergencies and occasions where it's okay, but if it's, like, a repeated pattern where you don't feel like he's taking your time or you seriously, then it's not a good thing. Okay, 18. If somebody is unwilling to open up to new exotic cultures or new ideas, and I don't know if this is just because I was like a foreigner when I was living in America, um, but if somebody is not open to new ideas, it's usually a sign of them just being a judgmental person and also like I want to travel with my partner so it's like if you're so not open to new ideas or if you're around here not unwilling to adapt and learn to new cultures especially if you're traveling in their country um I don't want to that's automatically a turn off like what kind of bum are you I don't want to be with somebody who wouldn't accept and embrace other people and other people's differences. Somebody worldly would never do that. You know what I mean? Number 19. If somebody says crazy shit on the first date. So, crazy shit as in, like, blatantly trying to, like, gauge where you're at sexually on the first date is not, it's not somebody you should take seriously. Like, I was on a date with a guy, and this was our first date. He said that his next girlfriend is going to have to be okay with having threesomes. <laughs> and started asking me if I was okay with threesomes and I said no um but yeah 
So things like that and, you know, surprise, surprise, didn't get very far. When somebody shows you their true colors, believe them the first time. Is that how that quote goes? I don't know. But something along those lines, like, don't try to make excuses for somebody's behavior. If they're saying it out front, this is what I want. Are you okay with it? And it's even if they're asking those questions, don't try to, in your romanticization of somebody or your fantasy of somebody, or just because they checked off all the other boxes that you want in a partner, don't make excuses for something when somebody is clearly showing you that that's what it is. If they're showing you that this is what I want, don't try to romanticize it and make excuses for the guy. He's not even making excuses for himself. You're over here thinking up of excuses for him. That's not okay. Anybody who tries to show you their true colors the first time, whether it's by the questions that they ask you, by the information they volunteer, believe them. Because the first date is the best presentation of anybody in the course of a relationship. If that's the best representation of themselves, then I don't know if you want to stick around for the rest of it. Okay, last one. Number 20, when you start to get sick of him, like when you start to like, like the first day he was cute, you know, he just probably maybe like made a little too much noise when he chews. Second date, okay, the noise is now getting louder. Third date, you're like, oh my God, please just stop eating. It's just not going to get better. If little things like that already turn you off, can you imagine years from now when he's like farting in his sleep? No. If anything turns you off, if anything that little turns you off that badly, not even a month into the relationship, or not even when it's like a serious, committed situation, you don't really like the guy. You don't really like the guy. Otherwise, you would overlook it. Trust your instincts. Trust your gut. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, go ahead and give me five stars and hit the subscribe button on iTunes. I had so much fun recording this episode and I will catch you guys next Friday on Vibing in Valentino. 